All right. This is the thing, though. If you are really going to get into this, I mean, one, I you're am. getting into my territory here, and I, I think that's great. I think that's great. You I'm do glad not that you are learning it. that territory. I do not own that territory, <laughs> but you cannot impede upon some of the things that come along with that. Because, Sarah, let's be honest, you like to talk a lot and you like to explain where things that are and tell other people about incorrect. them. And you cannot do this with this I know. situation. This is something you have to keep. You can't spoil it for everybody. I know. I mean, we need I'd to like go to through know the rules why. Here. Yes. We need to go through the rules here. <laughs> Hello, everyone. This is Fun Employment Radio. I'm Greg Nibbler here with Sarah Stillen. Thank you so much for tuning in today, wherever and however you listen. It is so fantastic that you do so. Of course, we are live here five days a week on the Fun Employment Radio Network and available via podcast all over the internet, wherever podcasts can be found. And thank you for finding us. A lot to talk about today. But first off, let's talk about this. Don't forget, you can go to funemploymentradio.com and click on the Amazon link. If you're buying things from Amazon, might as well go to funemploymentradio.com first. <laughs> let's just admit it. We're doing it. So you can go there first. Go to our website click on the link and then uh go ahead and go on through and uh and make your purchase and we won't tell anybody what you bought because we can't see it we don't know what you bought i mean i don't think that we can see it i can't see it i don't know if greg can because he's always like he's always saying like oh i can't see it but then you know he's not very trustworthy i'm not i cannot see it in all honesty i can't see it but uh (laughs) uh so yeah we don't we don't know but i wouldn't care even if i did even if i could we don't go to funemploymentready.com Click on the Amazon link. Oh, Thank I still need so to buy my face roller. I forgot about that. Thank you for the reminder. Okay, I'm glad that you're getting that. Mm-hmm. Don't, don't forget to get that thing. Okay, one thing you need to forget, though, is where we were. So let's start off with this. Let's start at the beginning here. Do I need to take a forget Right now, now? <laughs> yeah, I think you do. Forget forget me now. Yep. Um, okay, so it is Monday, August 17th, 2020, in the year of our apocalypse. And what is going on is... Um, you know, here in Oregon, pretty much everything is closed, just like everywhere else. I, I know there's varying degrees yeah. of, of things uh, for different places. But uh, here, most things are closed. And, uh, you know, nobody's going on vacation, obviously. So camping has taken a new priority. And in this part of Oregon, we are fortunate to be near uh, places where you can go do that. Now, I encourage anybody. Well, there's, there's a... <sighs> okay. So... I've been camping for many years, most of my most of my life, and it's always been something I've loved. If you listen to the show, you know that you know I love camping. It's like one of my favorite things to go do. And this year, I've been able to do it a lot more because well, a lot more time on my hands. We have no events, and there's no place to go. <laughs> there's no place to go. Like usually, it's like oh, summer every weekend. It's full of you know something to do. And you know, as we've spoken about before, like we do rely on Fun Employment Radio and doing a bunch of our events, most of which happen during June, July, August, September, yep. which, um, of course, is not happening this year. Yeah. So it is weird to actually be able to go and do things out of the city because there aren't really any... There's more free time. Yeah. Uh, I guess. And also more insanity. So trying to balance those two, and for me, the balance has been frequently in my life is to get out of town and just get away from everything. And Sarah now has time on her hands. And so... Uh, Sarah has been going up camping as well, mm-hmm. which this is the first time you've really camped this much in your life. I, I say, have, right? no, and I've been fortunate enough to have, you know, uh, different groups of friends and I've been with Greg, of course, too, uh, to be able to go up and go camping. Yes. And this has been the most camping I have done, I think, in my life. Yeah. I'm pretty sure. I've gone up, uh, respectively, I've gone four times. Four so times far. this summer. This summer. That you've been up. Yeah. Four that's times. A, that's a lot. And... Uh, the thing is, so there's there's a few things, uh, there's a few things I want to talk about to lay out some ground rules here, and I also need to stem off whatever it is that you are going to do. Being a new camper, I feel like there's a few things you should learn. Okay, about. to be fair, I'm not a new camper. I grew Sarah, up camping, but I haven't done to it be in fair, a lot. In my you adult are life. a new camper. No, that is. I, it's not to say that you've never camped in your life, but you are not a 
consistent camper. I mean, that's fair. I'm not trying to, that's not besmirching oh, I'm not, you in any way. I don't feel besmirched. Just because you have camped in your life doesn't mean you're not a new camper. I mean, you Wait, don't I know wanna, okay, really how so things work. I do want to know what you mean by that specificity. How many times have you gone camping outside of this year in the last five years? Well, I go camping usually a couple times every summer, but usually with, you know, big groups of people. Does camping just mean staying in a tent on someone's property? I mean, isn't that what camping is? No. <laughs> so, <laughs> wow. No, and there's not, it, like, again nothing wrong with that. Don't be taking this as me like a, saying you're doing something wrong. I'm just trying to clarify for you because usually do... it involves at least one campsite per summer. Okay, but not a lot. Now, is this a campsite where you pay for the site? Sometimes, Sarah. Not all the time, but sometimes. When's? I'm gonna chip in. So apparently, there's a cost of it. Yes, it's staying at a paid site. Stop being so defensive. There's nothing wrong here. What about here. me being defensive? Because I'm you're not. you're trying to like switch it around. I mean, look, this is just Greg. I'm not switching anything around. I promise. I just don't know what level to which you say is camping and is not camping. Okay, and that's fine. That's totally fine. And who sets these levels? Well, okay. I mean, going. I would just say that doesn't. Is Would you say that the stuff you've been doing this year is different than what you've ever done before? I would say... Be fair and be honest. Yes, because so far this summer, I have not gone to a campground. There you go. Okay, so that's definitely different I than mean, anything are, you've what done are they? Wait, really don't before. tell me the name. They are un, un, non, undeveloped campsites? You can call it undeveloped. You can call it unimproved. Yeah. Yeah. There's a couple of different Yeah, so so far in the four times I've gone camping this summer, I've not paid for it. Is that different than what you've done before? <laughs> Slightly, yes. Just yes, it's right. different. I'm like, I'm not putting you on the spot here. I'm just trying to help you out because I think it's great. I think that's good that you're going to do these things because it's it's so much fun. It's something I love, and I'm happy to see that you're you're enjoying this. I but am. there are yeah. things you should understand that come with it. There are responsibilities that come with doing this. With ca- and, great camping comes great. Yes, and I'm trying to help you. Believe me, what I'm doing right now is ser- is helping you out because you don't want to be. A certain kind of person. So there's a few things that go with this. So undeveloped camping is is the idea that uh, going up into the woods and here, you know, I can speak for the Northwest. Um, and uh, this is, you know, the other places as well. But uh, there's the national forests and national land. And within that, this is a forested area. So there's a lot of logging roads. You can go up those logging roads and you can, in theory... Unless it explicitly bars it, you can camp really wherever you want. But there's a lot of places that there are campgrounds where you can go and pay, you know, and you pay for a site. And those are those are good sites. You know, a lot You're of them are good. I'm not being a snob. I'm explaining how it works. A lot of people don't know how this works. Why don't we... Greg, I feel like you're being defensive and I'm just poking at you. And I think that you have, like, as you said, you've been doing this since you were a kid. You have validity to what you're saying. I'm allowed to give a little poking because you are kind of a camping snob. Oh, 100%. But okay. I haven't gotten to the snobby part yet. I'm explaining how it works. <laughs> so there are campsites that you can go and pay for it. And that's, that's great. That is a great option for a lot of people. And I highly encourage people to go do that. To go stay at a campsite. That they're filthy. No, lame campsites. No, they're great. You have bathrooms. You have like little grills on everything. You have picnic tables, and uh, and you're, it's a very nice, nice site, and it's a nice little spot. And then you know, there's other people that are around you, and and that's uh, and you pay for that site, and you get that site. And sometimes, those, sometimes those are the best views too, because you get to be like right on a lake or right on a river. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, it's in like a campground. So that's that's campground camping. Um, 
going to the undeveloped sites, that's a little different. So that's where you go off to the side of the road. Could be up a gravel road, could be up a forest road, could be could be right on the side of a road. And uh, these will be, <laughs> I see some of the comments coming in here. Uh, I, and, and these will be sites where there's maybe a fire pit that somebody has built, but that's that's about it. You know, on some flat ground where it's been um, maybe beaten down over the years. Yeah, so that you can throw up a tent. Put a tent there, yeah. Yeah. And, th- and other than that, there's no amenities. There's no anything. There's nobody. There's You're by yourself. Preferably nobody else anywhere near you. Within your shot, you. yeah. Oh, further than that and preferably. But yeah, yeah. Just nobody else. You don't see anybody else. Those are the sites that I that I prefer. Um, unless you're like backpacking in. That's a whole different thing. But we're talking about like weekend quick camping. And... Sarah has been, I've shown you a couple of sites that I know of over the last, and areas that I go to, um, because I've got my, my area, everybody who does this kind of camping has like their specific areas where they're like their home base areas. I, Sarah's, why are you laughing at me so much? <laughs> I'm just loving this. I can't wait to see, as Jacob just put out, I can't wait to see this, <laughs> where this is going. Well, you have like your different territories. Like I've got my, I've got a couple that I've gone to the couple of areas I've gone to the most over say the last 20 years. Mm-hmm. And those are kind of my home, my home basis. Like those are my go-tos. If you have time to go out and do it more exploring, great. But if not, I know I can go to my, my home basis. Now, one of those has, uh, <laughs> uh, one of those, <laughs> I'm, I'm reading uh, the comments coming through at our Fun Employment Radio <laughs> live it's chat hilarious. for Sprinters Club. <laughs> Jacob, just say it, Greg. Sarah doesn't know what real camping is. <laughs> Mr. Jenkins, nothing Greg loves more than shitting in the woods. Now that's freedom. <laughs> Vicky Dunn, I'm just trying to help you out are the most condescending words Greg ever says. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> I All love trying to be condescending. <laughs> uh, okay. With that... That you, if you, where, whoever has their like home base area or a specific spot that they love the most, like something that you go to and you're like, this is my favorite spot to go to. You, I'm sorry, you don't tell other people where it is, except for extreme circum, you know, not extreme circumstances. You can, but you certainly don't like make it a big th- thing and like post on social media. Hey, here's where I am. This spot is amazing. Everybody come here and check it out. You just, you don't do that. It's just a rule. All right. So I want to know the rules of real camping with Greg Nibbler. I feel like yes. this could be your show, a, a show for you. I could totally do a show on this. I would 100% do a show on this. And I would never say where I was. So, I mean, I can give, I could say Mount Hood National Forest. There we go. We'll leave it at that. That's how many thousands upon. Thousands of square <laughs> miles. Yeah. Hundreds of square miles anyway. Um, so... <laughs> <laughs> and there are people coming in with their questions. I'll be happy to answer those questions. So that's one of the things. Well, I think one of the main things is, um, well, A, you know, there's basic camping stuff, which I know you do, which is never leave garbage, never do that. Like, leave it cleaner yeah. than when you got there. Yeah, well, or leave it as clean. Yeah. I mean, you know, you don't have to cut down any trees to clean up the site, but I mean, just leave it clean. But that's that's a general rule no matter what you do, and everybody knows that. And you I will that. say, like, you, I was, before doing Greg's real camping, I never knew that people would just, like, trash a site. And they, like, that, I'm not going to focus on the negative because there's been so many amazing things, but when people just leave garbage, I'm like, what a garbage person. Like, oh, that's a that's that. a real piece of shit is what they are. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah like, never, never leave garbage in a campsite. Yeah, I mean, we had to, like, 
I remember like a few weeks ago when there were a bunch of us and uh, and we had to like get out like gloves, like because Greg does he's prepared for everything. I will say this, and he has you know rubber gloves and giant garbage bags, and we ended up just picking up this entire campsite because people just left trash everywhere. Yeah, it was covered. I can't stand that stuff. It was that's, it was very. But that's why I bring. Yeah. I mean, I bring garbage bags for my own garbage also, but but for situations like that, yeah. just if you have to do it, then fine. And people just, ooh, man, that nothing makes me angrier than that, than people trashing campsites and then just leaving it. Uh, so that's that's not something we have to worry about. That's not something you're going to do. No. Um, but uh, but another part of it is, you know, when you when you go to these, I guess like the basic rules are, you know, and then be careful about your fire and all that stuff. Like don't don't burn the woods down. Mm-hmm. Um. But also, getting aside from the camping safety things. Oh, here we go. You don't broadcast or tell people where you are. If you find something great out in the woods, you find a gem. You find a spot that's just like, oh my gosh, I can't believe nobody else is here and nobody else knows about it. The key thing is... You want to keep it to where nobody else knows about it or knows where it is. Now, you can take pictures of it, but you never want to give the location. Because if you give the location, pretty soon that spot is inevitably going to get ruined. It's just inevitable. And the area where where we went up over this last weekend, that's one of my favorite areas to go to. But there are so many people that know about that area now. It's it's a hundredfold over what it used to be 15 years ago. It's insane. Like you're driving and, down the road and there are like hundreds of cars on either side. You're in the middle of the woods mm-hmm. and you just see hundreds of cars. It's just so bizarre because you're out there, no cell phone service, totally in the middle of nowhere. Like, and yeah. then all, they're just like shit tons of people. It's crazy. So that area didn't used to be like that. It That's that's a relatively new thing that it's like that. And I'm I'm telling you. Oh, no, I'm listening. It, it, oh, I know because you said that because you, you seemed genuinely surprised. And the other yeah. folks that we were with that I know also knew it. They're just like, I've never seen this many cars here in my yep. entire life. Yep. Yeah. Never. And part of that's just because of, you know, it's now become popular. There's more people in Portland, but also we're in the middle of a pandemic. So there's a bunch of new campers who are going out there and trying it out for the first time who are people who never really camped before because they need things to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm one of them. Yeah. I've really, I really, I do have to say, like the first time. That we went over a month ago, like I, um, I was not sure that it would be my jam, but now I'm really enjoying just like undoing the tent and getting all the stuff and like sitting there and listening to the forest and listening to the water. It's such a hippie thing. Oh my God. (laughs) But it really is. It's so relaxing. You almost forget for a little while that you're in the middle of a pandemic because you don't see anybody and you know, you're not close to anybody that you're with, but you're just all sitting around, you know, like having beers and listening to the woods and making hot dogs and you almost forget the state of the world mm-hmm. for like a day. It's crazy. And then when you get back in, I swear it shifts your mindset. Because as soon as you start to get back into civilization and seeing people, it just, it, it's almost like, oh, okay, this is what's actually happening. I forgot about it. But you get to forget for a little bit. See, and I've, that's what I've used it for forever. Yeah. Because I, I prefer it if I don't have cell service. Like sometimes you go to an area and it's like, oh, damn it, I've got cell service. Because I don't want it. I don't want any contact. I don't want any service. That way, whatever's happening in the real world, there's nothing I can do about it. I'm separated from it. And, you know, whatever that day is, I drive back into cell service. Well, then that's when I'll find out everything and find out, you know, what the world is burning more. I mean, because that you know, legit happened um, to you, right? Like with 9 11? 
That did happen to me with 9-11, actually. Like, yeah. that's crazy. Yeah. I always think about yeah. that when I'm off the grid, and then I'm like, is something, like, enormous happening right now? And since my phone doesn't work, I have no idea what's going on. Yeah, actually, that did happen. Uh, you're right, because I was camping uh, when 9-11 happened, and I found out because I went into town. Now, granted, you know, 9-11, you didn't have quite the instant access to everything that we have now. Like, this is pre-text messages yeah you know so it's not like i was getting as much information as you would right now anyway uh, but yeah the reason i found out about 9-11 was because i went into a gas station or my buddy nate went in to get coffee at a gas station and came out and he's like i don't know what's going on but there's like a building burning in new york I'm like what and so we went oh, in that's and crazy that's... and just as the second one was hitting and yeah so that's how I found out about that and then, and then we were crossing and then uh you know as we're like calling people trying to get in touch we crossed over the Cascades to come back to Portland and we're just out of contact for, you know, an hour or something at that point with the way cell towers were. So I just had no idea what was going on. Oh, that's freaky. Yeah. But aside from that kind of situation, I just like going up there and, you know. And being not, unreachable. Unreachable. Mm-hmm. Um, I know I sound like I'm being snobby on this, but I really do want you to do... So if you want to get into this, I'm just trying... I know it sounds condescending, but I really am trying to help you out here. <laughs> and I know that you, your personality, you're tempted to just tell everybody where it is you went so they can all go and see and experience what it is that you experienced. But you can't. You just can't. Well, to be honest, I don't honestly know how to get back there anyway. And okay. I think that you try to confuse me in driving <laughs> anyway because I don't even know how I would get back to that place. That's fair. Yeah. Um so, I mean, so right now, and it's, that's working in your favor because I would just be like, it's in the woods somewhere. Well, and to say it's not because I'm trying to be a jerk and keep people from there, but I am trying to keep people from there. Because the one, more people know, the more that stuff gets spoiled. And it's, maybe it's not you. It wouldn't be you who I'm, who's listening, I'm talking about. But somebody else sees where you went and inevitably you get the people who are going to go there and trash it. Yeah. And they're going to ruin it for everybody. Well, in this particular and site that we I've found. seen it happen time and time again. Well, the particular site that we found this this weekend was weird because we were driving around, um, you know, and everyone's looking outside of their respective cars, trying to see if there's an actual spot because the ones that you knew about were all taken. Cause again, they're like hundreds of cars. There's some of my favorite spots that I ever used to go to. And they're just, I can never go back there again because it's just, the area is just overrun. Yeah. So it's just many people. Yeah. So this one, um, that we ended up finding, finding, I remember I was looking, I'm just like, Oh, there's one. And Greg initially was like, oh, that's that looks kind of like a, a garbage one. Nobody would really want, you know, to stay there. I, don't confuse the term garbage one. Not that... No, not a trash. Tra- sorry, no no trash. No, I just... It just didn't... not a very a, 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 a it... aesthetically appealing looking site. It was just like a dirt hole with like an old, dirty... Sure. Like some fire pit thing. But what... Sure. But what was not known, so then... Um, uh, I stayed there because, you know, what you do sometimes is just kind of... Can I say this? We didn't tell everything. Okay. All right. So anyway, then we end up deciding to stay there. I know people are going to hate me for talking like this, but I, there's reasons. Yeah. And so, um, and so, didn't unbeknownst to us, there's actually a lower campsite that was bigger with like flat areas for tents and stuff. Then go down to this creek, which I was just excited to be around any water. And because I know Greg was even saying, he's like, I don't want you to set up your, you know, be excited about being next to water because it's 100 degrees. Everyone in Portland's camping. It's going to be hard. We we might not even find it, you know, any place to camp, or else yep. it might just be way up in the mountains, off a dusty road. Yep. So that's kind of the gamble that you take, which I'm understanding the gamble now because yeah. it is a little stressful. 
Because you really like pack well, up all your stuff and you don't know exactly where you're going to stay. The gamble is because it's leaving last minute. Yeah. That's where there's a big gamble mm-hmm. when it comes into that. But, you know. But and then I will gamble. say it is the most majestic thing because I had no idea. And I was kind of excited because Greg didn't know about this. Like, because there are just still surprises up in the mountains, right? Yep, that's yeah. true. And so I went down to the creek and one of our friends that we were with, he's like, oh my God, walk into the middle. Don't look up until you get to the middle and then look up and looked up and holy shit balls. There is a giant waterfall right there yep. with a lagoon at the bottom of it. It was like something out of a movie mm-hmm. and it was pristine, not a piece of garbage in like it, but it's like untouched. Well, I wouldn't go that far. I mean, it had but, a path, but, but, it, there was, uh, but there were no remnants was a, of other things. It was a very humans. nice surprise. It was a very nice surprise. It was clean. I mean, it was crystal clear. It was freezing. But of course, I went swimming because you have mm. to go swimming, even if it's like, you know, runoff snow <laughs> into a hole. Yeah. Yeah. But it was pretty magical. Yeah. It was, it was pretty cool. And that's one of the things. That's why I, I like going up because sometimes you do find stuff, and you know. And I even discounted that thing at first because it does it doesn't look like anything. But then you know the surprise is there was something there, you know. And that's that's why I'm saying, like, even if you've been camping your entire life and you uh, do real camping, you can still be surprised. Oh, you, you get surprised spots. every time. Exactly. Every time, even going back to the same sp- spots I go to always, um, but. What I was saying, and I know that this, again, you're making me sound like such a bad guy How am I making you sound like anything? You're talking. I know everybody's going to say Greg's a bad, Greg's an asshole for this, but you just can't tell. Because you know what? Do you respect other people when they find something, and do you ask them where it is? Uh, Oh, I might ask. And if they say no, do you get upset, or do you understand? (laughs) No. I'm not going to get upset, but oh yeah, I'll try to get it out of somebody, sure. I mean, if somebody wants to say it, okay. But, I, you know, also, I'm not going to be, go around and rebroadcast it, but I get it. I'm the other person in that situation, so. Um, uh, so you're saying that if it was going the other way, like if you saw someone with a spectacular sight, and, you know, and they just... Like, usually I like, won't ask. All right, but, but if you did ask, and they were like, I'm sorry, I just, I can't tell you, I want to keep it private, would you be upset? No. Yeah, that doesn't sound very believable. <laughs> no, I'd be like, dang it. <laughs> but no, I, I wouldn't have a right to be upset based on this. No. No. Because I get it. Because I just, I get it. I really do. Like, like I said, a lot of buy spots that I thought were secrets are now completely overrun. Yeah. So, Vicky's saying, do as I say, not as I do. I didn't say don't ask. I mean, ask. But I'm, but you can't, <laughs> but I can't be upset if somebody, uh, <laughs> if somebody... You know, I will say this say. isn't a Greg alone thing. It's not. This I, isn't a Greg I, rule. No. Yeah. I'm, let me talk about this. Okay. So, like, I will say, because I, I, at first I'm just like, why are you being such a turd about this? And then I realized that most of the people that we've gone with who are avid campers all have that same rule, and they're all paranoid as fuck that something's going to happen to their sites that they find. Because they spend, you know, like, hours trying to find them, and then once they do, they just want to, you know, make their own little hidey hole and make sure that, you know, that it can stay that way. Because I did see... Even the spot that we went to a couple of weeks ago, like there were like seven cars where we just found this random spot out of nowhere. Yep. And it was already, it was taken. Because that was where we were assuming we were going to try and go again. Yeah. So. Yeah. But I will say, so our friend Bozik, who we went with um, a few weeks back, I can't even remember anymore. Uh, so the, we did go to a place that did have cell phone service. It was again somewhere on Mount Hood. Some, I, I have no idea where we went through a ton of dirt roads and stuff and ended up at this lake. It was really cool. But um, but people were like trying to ask where where the lake was, and Bozik's like, "Hey, why don't you ask them what you 
what you think, what lake they think it is. And this guy wrote me back and started listing all of these lakes. And he was, and Bozik's like, and we got him. All right. We got to figure out where these places are because exactly. it was trickery. He's like, don't answer. No, he coughed up where his spots were. <laughs> he told all of where all Because I got a, a panicked email or a message on Facebook from this particular person saying like, don't tell anybody where that is. Like, don't tell. And, it, and he guessed completely wrong where it was. Yeah. But then he listed like three other lakes and Bozik's like, and that's what you do. And, and exactly. You get the information. You withdraw the information mm-hmm. without giving your location. Yeah. I mean, that's, <laughs> that's, that's it. And, uh, but again, you don't, you can camp and not be like this because there are tons of beautiful spots. I mean, along lakeside, there's lots of beautiful campsites that have views of Mount Hood that you can reserve and you'll have a bathroom and you'll have all that stuff. And I totally understand that for a lot of people, those amenities are either necessary or just straight up wanted because Mm -hmm. you don't want to be in the middle of the woods and have to go dig a hole. And a lot of these are like the places we've stayed, like it's a lot of like hauling your shit down, like, you know, like steep trails. Like you have to bring everything down. Like it is kind of. I mean, it's worth it. It's worth it every time. But I can see why these are whatever they're What are they called again? Uh, undeveloped. Undeveloped sure. campsites. Because they're campsites, undeveloped, unimproved. I mean, it's just, But you do have to, like, do a little work for the most part to get to them. Usually what's what's there is there will be some flat land. Um, so there will be a spot to throw up your tent. <laughs> and then there will be probably at some point somebody's hauling a bunch of rocks and made, like, a, a campfire pit. And that's, that's about all you get. Yeah. And then the rest of it, you know, like I said, you just got to be responsible. Yeah, Mike says hopefully no one will put a tracking device on Greg's Jeep so they can find the cool campsites. But then Mr. Jenke also says if someone did that, it would probably just get stolen anyway. 100%. Yeah. Probably. <laughs> then at least you'd be able to find out where all your Jeep parts are going. Yeah. Oh, my Jeep parts. Um, yeah. But anyway, that's what it is. And I, again, I will I get the say, email saying Greg's a dick, I mean, I will it's say after doing this. Do. Like, I think the real world has just gotten so terrifying as it is that I used to be scared of camping, like thinking about, you know, like murderers and st- not really Sasquatches, but mostly murderers. Yeah, you do bring that up a lot. But like even this last time we were so isolated and that's starting to be like further and further from my mind. Like I'm not really that scared of it anymore. No, you want to get more isolated. The more isolated, the safer you are. That doesn't make any sense. But okay. Because the more the more you're around people, people are the... People are the most dangerous animals. Like, <laughs> the most dangerous game. <laughs> yeah. Um, not that I'm worried, you know, about anything up there. That, yeah. But the, the scariest encounters I've ever had in the woods are with people. 100%. It's not animals. Yeah. I mean, there may be some weird animals. Like, we had a bear that got into our... Somebody left their cooler out. And uh, and with with that, a bear got into, into our camp. And, you know, whatever. Went through the cooler. Uh, but that's... And I've slept, I've slept outside in Alaska multiple times and like around grizzly bears and doing dumb shit. Actually, I, that, some of that was pretty stupid that I did before mm-hmm. during uh, the salmon run. And then we slept outside in op- open air that, <laughs> near, near it. It was really dumb. Very dumb. <laughs> very dumb. I got very lucky there. And what, to not be eaten by a bear? Yeah, well, it was just risky behavior. Yeah. Then don't don't do that. Well, remember when we did go camping in Alaska next to the um, glacier? There was bear scat there, and that was freaky. Well, yeah, you're going to be around bears. Yeah, I don't. But like I mean, that. you don't sleep next to a salmon run. No, in the open air. That's not <laughs> that part's not so smart. Uh, but this, people are the scariest thing, hands down. I've encountered some real weirdos up there, some regular whack jobs. Real wackadoo. Real son of a real, real son of a bitches. Um, there was we were yeah. driving um, like a few weeks ago. 
down a got lost. <laughs> Those people were not scary. Though. They were super scary. They weren't. Those were just they were a couple super of scary. We're on some stuff. like forest road, and then all of a sudden, in the middle of fucking nowhere, in the middle of the mountains. Well, it's not that far in the middle of nowhere because we were there too. That that logic makes up. That's like Sarah logic. That makes no sense. Well, I'm just saying it's not like. And then as we're like pull, like driving up this in. thing. And there are these two guys. Well, first of all, there's this dog, and it's like standing like further up in the roadway, and it's kind of looking at the at the jeep as the, as we're in it. And I look and I see two two men off to the side. One of which looks like something out of a fucking mountain man movie. He had like a bandana around his head and just looked like he looked like a mountain man. He looked like and he was just like you know uh, like smoking a cigarette and like picking things off the tree and as we get closer you know the dog like they finally call the dog out of the road because it's a very narrow road and they're just kind of looking at us with like one eye like what are they doing in them their parts of the woods and they looked terrifying I'm sorry I thought that they were like putting the dog out there to try and stop the car so that they could like come in and like ransack all of our stuff it was freaky okay so now that's your side of seeing the same situation let me tell you my side of that same situation we, you know, you're 100% right on, you know, where we were. I mean, it was definitely isolated road. And we did come across a corner, around a corner, on a very isolated road. And there was a dog in the road. It's like... And now, but hey, let me... Sarah, you said your side of, of your understanding of that situation. Can I not say... Yes, I'm sorry. It just seemed like every like version of Robin Hood that I've seen where there's like a distraction and then they bombard you. Okay. And that's that's how you saw it. Yes. Let how me explain how I saw it. Tell me. We came around the corner... There was a, a couple of dudes. They had their dog. Their dog was in the road for a minute. The one guy, he had a bandana on. He had a long beard. He looked like an old hippie. Um, he had what was probably his grandson there with him, and they were picking something off in the woods. They called their dog off to the side of the road. We drove slowly around him. They both gave me the nod, and then we kept on going. At no point was I did I feel threatened by them or, or worried. They were just like the old the people that go up to the hills to pick stuff because there's all kinds of things you can harvest up there like whether it's berries or mushrooms I don't know what they were getting but uh, that's that's how I saw that, that same interaction I, I saw rabbit that, mountain they didn't men. have guns on them like it's one thing if they had like you know rifles and that's you know the, sometimes you encounter that too but they didn't have any guns those dudes weren't scary they weren't there to ambush us I could have outrun we could have outrun that old guy easy I don't know. He, he wasn't going to do anything. Squirrely. He looked squirrely, but he wasn't that quick. Yeah. You don't know that. You just saw him like picking berries and mean mugging. See, but, but he wasn't mean mugging. Mm-hmm. He wasn't. Uh, yeah, somebody, Mickey says, did you hear banjos? Um, <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> and Mike's got, yeah, I know. You're pretty much going like full. Uh, uh, deliverance. Yeah, deliverance. Oh, yeah. That was exactly what it looked like, <laughs> by the way. Like it was an older man and like definitely like his young grandson who also looked like he was up to no good. <laughs> they weren't up to no good. They, they were like up to no picking good. Picking huckleberries or something. Seriously, it's like when they do those distractions. What am I thinking of? Like, you know, anytime they do that in like an old timey like medieval movie where it's like there's someone who like pretends to be injured and be like, oh, no, help me. I and wish... then they get like bombarded from all sides and get all of their treasures taken. I wish somebody could do a cartoon side by side sketch of your version and my version <laughs> of the exact same encounter. Of just who who's, who viewed it in what way. Like, I mean, I've seen some scary dudes before, and those are generally meth people. Um, because there's that's the stuff you don't want to encounter up there. And the unfortunately, you can up there where we were even this last weekend. Perfect. We've encountered... You're not going to find it, like, right now, not during this not during this high season. There's too many people Not during there. the busy season? No, but they'll... There's people that'll go up there and they'll squat up there for, like, weeks at a time and make a bunch of meth and then leave all their meth crap in a campsite and... 
that you don't want to come across those people. I do not want to come across yeah. that. Yeah. yeah. So that's that's really a thing that does happen up there. <laughs> right. But <laughs> just, so by the way, I really want to see a side by side of <laughs> as this menacing man and his. Son he was. With I think he was wearing teeth. overalls, but I think he was. I think he had yeah, like he a wife beater on, on underneath it. Can you still say that he had a tank top on underneath it? Uh. I don't remember. I saw wiry, that. tanned, angry arms that were dirty. Angry arms. <laughs> he had angry he's arms. A, he's just an old guy with a long beard and a bandana is picking huckleberries with his grandson. I really don't think that they looked like they were picking huckleberries. What do you think they were doing? I don't know. Like meth trays? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Those two, they were not on meth. They did not. They weren't acting like meth heads. Oh, I guess you do have the urban meth dictionary or whatever that you're writing. Well, I'm, okay, maybe they were on meth, but they weren't acting like meth heads. Yeah. Well, they were just two scary men alone with a dog in the middle of the woods, and I, I did not like it. Yeah. It was very scary. Yeah. All right, so those are Greg's camping rules. So apparently, everybody, you're camping wrong. No, stop turning it around <laughs> like that. Like, why are you doing that? Because I'm just saying it to, to get a rise out of you. You're fine. Well, if you want to go camping, you need to. Shit. I'm just. I'm trying to help you out because I you know start because spilling never, the beans on all the spots. I'm not spilling the beans. I don't have any beans to spill. I know there was a waterfall somewhere on Mount Hood that we found. Yeah, that's all I know. I feel like you turn around and do things like back and forth, so you can confuse me. So I would never be able to know. Plus, I can't ping it because there's no cell service. Like, just don't be a bean spiller. I'm not a. I can't be a bean spiller if I have no beans to spill. Okay, fair enough. Yeah. So keep me in the dark, and then that's how you. That's how you can rest assured that I'll never be able to go back there again. Anyway, if you like camping, do it however you'd like. Find that bathroom. You glamp if you want. 100%. Absolutely. There's nothing wrong with that at all. Like, everybody's got their own style. Yeah, find your comfort level. Yeah. I will say I, I am enjoying being away from people in the more isolated areas more than on a campsite. More than you used to. Mm hmm. Minus the two scary men picking huckleberries. Minus the two scary men picking huckleberries, yes. Well, let's move on from that, shall we? Hello, my friends. My name is Sarah X. Dillon. Welcome to my world of craze. Crazy. First up, got some sports news, Greg. Okay. Sports. Well, not really sports Wait, news, but are you doing about... ball talk? I'm not doing ball talk. Ball talk's my thing. No, but this is about something uh, from a sports person that was sold. So Michael Jordan shoes have been auctioned for $615,000, oh, setting Lord. a new record. $615,000. That's like a new fancy-ass house in Lake Oswego. Uh, a pair of shoes worn by Michael Jordan during a 1985 exhibition game broke a world record when they sold it's an for... an exhibition game even? Not even like a... $615,000. Finals game? Oh, yeah. Auction. Like Michael Jordan wore these shoes once. That's $615,000. Could you imagine like... Just touching that something was, and it's worth that and much? And it's worth that much? Yeah. Well, auction, and especially some like, of these like dirty old shoes. Here's a tank top Greg wore in 1997. $600,000. That's not something nobody would ever say in a million years, but it's just, <laughs> it's just so ludicrous to me. Like, why would you pay that for that? Well, the auction house Christie's, so the Nike Air Jordan 1 high sneakers worn by the bas- basketball legend during an exhibition game in Italy was autographed by Jordan and described as the auctioneer as a one-of-a-kind Michael Jordan artifact. The shoes were billed as especially unique due to a shard of glass embedded in the sole of the left shoe as a result of Jordan shattering a glass backboard with a forceful slam dunk. The $615,000 final price for the shoes broke a record set by another pair of Michael Jordan's shoes, which sold for $560,000 earlier in 2020. 
So uh, Chrissy said another part of uh, Jordan's shoes one during a, uh, worn during a 1992 game sold for 112500 as part of the same auction. Wait, so what? So I guess the special thing about the other ones, like the difference of $500,000, is having a piece of glass from a backboard embedded in it? I don't know. That's just crazy. Crazy town. Also, how would he be able to play on the court with a piece of... Well, I guess if it's like shoved all the way into well, the Well, it's shoe. just in the sole or something. Yeah. It's probably just like a little piece. But still, I just... Who has... Who does that? I, I don't even know what you do. Like, you just put them in a glass case and display them? At your house that nobody else really goes to because yeah. you're secluded and then be like, oh, yeah, look at those. Those are Michael Jordan's shoes. That's and true. Whenever... He's got a piece of glass. And it's, well, I wouldn't want to do that, but it always bones me out. A, like when you see, that's worth a very fancy house. When you want to see like original artwork in a museum or something, it's like part of someone's private collection you know, that they have in their big, rich, fancy mansion that you'll never get to see ever because they're just sitting there enjoying it all to themselves. It's like, but I want to see it too. Not Michael Jordan's shoes, but just expensive yeah. installations in general. All right, I do have some... What's, the most, what's the, something you would pay a ton for? Like, imagine, you know, just this is something you have $600,000 to spend, and this could buy you But I, I would have to buy something you from somebody. You have to buy a memorabilia. Something from David Bowie. What would it be? Oh, maybe like a pair of his shoes or a, uh, an outfit So you would his. pay that much for shoes? Well, I mean, not to wear them. If I had to, if I had $600,000, like, you have to spend this on an artifact of somebody. Yeah, but it, I would have to be something of David Bowie. I mean, he was just... He was like an un, out of this world creature who happened to live at the same time that we did, and he was just magical. That would be amazing. Who would you do? Um, it's a tough, tough call. Uh, maybe the original X One from Pee Wee's Big Adventure. That'd be kind of cool to have the original bike. Would you ride it? Yes. You would ride it. Yes. I would never stop anywhere. Because I wouldn't want somebody to steal it from me. But. No, I mean, isn't that the whole premise of the movie? Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> okay. All right, next up. Oh, oh, this might be scary. Uh, there is a pepperoni shortage that is affecting pizza places all across the United States. That first, is kind of an issue. First they came for the toilet paper. Now it's pepperoni. I don't care about the toilet paper. I care about pepperoni. Well, it's because you still have like a shit ton of toilet paper. Yeah, yeah, I'm fine. I know, pepperoni is delicious. Pepperoni is an issue. So various shortages, of course, strung, uh, struck during this pandemic, ranging from toilet paper, coins, because that's the one that's happening too. People, There's a coin shortage. Yeah, I understand that. Uh, and even aluminum some, cans. I have a whole jar full of coins that I haven't cashed in. Can they I get just, extra for them? I don't think so. I think you should probably save them. Okay. Now, pepperoni is the latest victim to fall to the pandemic. Pizza shops across the United States say they're paying higher prices for the popular topping and have noticed that the supply has become tighter. Restaurants from New York to South Dakota have reportedly seen a significant increase in the price, with it nearly doubling in some areas. Uh, other meat products uh, throughout Double the pandemic the price for pepperoni? have seen temporary this price This is a increases. serious concern. So do you remember when ground beef was more expensive? Remember when there were shortages of, like, uh, like McDonald's and Burger King and stuff running out of... Did that, that happen? Mm-hmm. I forget. I know, lots of stuff has happened. Yeah. So they were running out of burger, like burgers, like cheeseburgers and hamburgers. Oh, uh, yeah, okay. So that was earlier in this. Uh, the prices reportedly started to drop on ground beef. However, pepperoni, its price is increasing. So uh, supply issues are forcing the restaurants to change suppliers for the first time in nine years. So a lot of them have been using these same meat suppliers for a long time. But now with these meat suppliers having to charge more because it's, you know, it's more scarce. Yeah. 
It's becoming more of an issue. Yes. So there are two factors causing the pepperoni shortage. Again, breaking news. Huge, super big deal. Uh, the first is that the pork processors have to deal with a reduced number of workers during the pandemic. Pepperoni is reportedly a complicated meat product to make. So some suppliers have reduced the amount that they're producing. That's kind of interesting, actually. Uh, the other possible reason is that the demand for pizza has risen during the lockdowns and the pandemic. Yes, it totally has. I've probably eaten more pizza during this past six months than I ever have. Yeah. Uh, with more people staying at home for dinner, many families are apparently ordering pizza for dinner all the time, with, of course, a significant number requesting Pizza's pepperoni delicious. as a topping. Pizza's delicious, that's why. I know. Yeah, so what's um, unfortunate is that the larger chains aren't being as affected, probably because they don't have... Maybe the same. Maybe they have the same quality of ingredients. Uh, ingredients. Who's to say? But the larger chains aren't being impacted. But it is a lot of the smaller uh, pizza chains that are getting impacted by the increasing price. So order local pizza. So order local pizza. I got a good pizza from Baby Doll Pizza the other day. Baby Doll's delicious. They're little. They have the little pepperonis. They do. Those are good. It was good. No, I want pizza. No, I have. Yeah, I can't. Why can't you? I gotta run. What does that have to do with pizza? I can't. I can't keep going to the pizza. You're supporting the local, like local businesses need us now okay, more than ever. Me. Okay, thank you. All right, and finally, I have one more story, which just made me laugh. I don't know why, because I thought it was just really sweet. Headline reads: Dennis Quaid adopts a shelter cat named Dennis Quaid. You know, I've interviewed Dennis Quaid before, actually, and he said my name. I thought he called you the wrong name. No, Dennis Quaid said my name. Oh, that was the other guy. All right. You called me wrong. Oh, yeah, that was the other guy. I don't remember his name anyway. Actually, I don't. Um, Is that because he didn't remember yours and your punishment? No, it's because I wasn't. I didn't watch Greek and I don't listen to his music. Oh, he's been in everything. He was in like Hot Tub Time Machine and all kinds of crazy stuff. Was he? Yeah, he's been in it. Jesse McCartney? Oh, I'm thinking of the other guy, the guy who played Dale on Greek. We always do this. No, 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 no. No, he's 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 awesome. No, Jesse McCartney, wasn't he like a teen heartthrob, like. Pop guy? Yeah, something like that. Yeah. And he was fine. Oh, he's fine. Nothing against him. No, but Dennis Quaid. Dennis Quaid. Quaid. Anyway, so he is adopting a shelter cat named Dennis Quaid. So a Virginia animal shelter said that a cat named Dennis Quaid will soon be on his way to a happy new home with actually Dennis Quaid. So uh, the actor said he happened to see a story on the news about the cat that shares his name at the Lynchburg Humane Society, and he decided that he's going to adopt the cat. So they named the cat Dennis Quaid, and he's actually adopting it. Isn't that That's cute? Cool. I thought that was adorable. Yeah. Is he, he going to call it Dennis Quaid? Yeah, he said it was really off the wall, but I couldn't resist. I had to. I'm out to save all the Dennis Quaids of the world. Uh, the actor said he recently launched, launched a pet, so he's a big animal advocate, and he recently launched, launched a pet-themed podcast, um, and the cat will have a new home at the office that they share when they do it. He said, um, so maybe they should start naming all the animals and shelters after different celebrities and see who bite who bites because that means you know maybe people like will be adopting animals quicker oh yeah but wouldn't that suck if you're a celebrity and there's like all of a sudden like 50 cats named after you and then you don't oh, adopt God. one and everybody's like what an asshole well they are that actually didn't adopt it <laughs> so... Brad Pitt didn't adopt Brad Pitt god what a monster yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so uh uh let's see so he is actually Going to be flying to Virginia during, so yeah, uh, soon to bring Dennis Quaid the cat home to live with the new Dennis Quaid. That's pretty cool. That's pretty awesome. So there you have it. There you are, my friends. That's your world of crazy. Crazy. Holy crikeys, it is getting toasty in here. Is it supposed to be another hot one today? Uh, I think so. Perfect. 
Real barn burner. Real scorcher. Um, but I do have a little bit of ball talk really you quick. You do? Yes. Well, let me get prepared for that because I was not. Oh, my gosh. The shock. Let me. I am shocked. The travesty. Well, you've stopped making lists, so I used to actually really look at those, and now you don't make them anymore, so. Don't make lists. Don't tell people where your camp spots are. Jeez. I'm Greg Nibbler. Let's talk balls. Balls. You nailed right. it that time. So, real quick to address something in the Fun Employment Radio live chat. Uh, Rick Rutherford just said the Pietro's Pizza in Milwaukee had the best little pepperoni pizza. I agree. Pietro's has great pepperoni. We used to go to the one in Salem all the time. I had like birthday parties there. Pietro's, fantastic. You said had. I hope they didn't close down. Mm. That sucks. Uh, and one other thing, Keelan, totally understand your sentiment on that. I will not repeat that on the air, but totally understand. Happened to me too. Uh, okay. Stark Street Pizza. Oh, yeah. Everybody named their favorite Stark pizza. Stark Street's really good. That's the one right next to the movie theater, right? And next to the hot tub place yes <laughs> yes yes it is oh that has really good pizza uh all right um going from that let's go to this ball talk time is here it's getting hot in here it all right getting really sweaty in here <laughs> the nba playoffs have begun they're officially underway today uh with three different games that are going to be taking place actually four different games i believe today that are taking place um and uh, that's exciting. It's actually playoff basketball here. Wow. So it's starting, starting today? Starting today. Woo-hoo. It would have started in April previously. So it's about four months delayed. <laughs> Perfect. A little, little f- few things happen in between now and then. Uh, the Blazers take uh, the courts tomorrow as the number eight seed because they won that eight seed over the weekend by beating Memphis. That was pretty amazing. Yes. Uh, so they beat Memphis. Blazers go on. They're going to be taking on the Lakers, which is LeBron James and Anthony Davis. Lakers naturally favored to win, but the Blazers have some advantages. They have they're, some they, sh- they get a shot. They get a shot. Probably more than some other teams. And you know they have Gary Trent Jr. Gary Trent Jr. is good. Um, old guy named Damian Lillard, maybe the Who? little guy. <laughs> Person probably nobody's ever heard of, Damian Lillard. Uh, God, he's he's kind a, of... He's such a badass. He, is, he was uh, named MVP of this this bubble season that they had. So the the eight games that every team played, Damian Lillard was unanimous MVP of that. Out of all of the teams? Yeah. I mean, he was far and away with what he did scoring. So he's the bubble and, MVP. I really, yeah, he's, he's the MVP. It's yep. always interesting he when you're that. watching an NBA game and you hear them say, like, and live from the bubble. Like, yep. it, it sounded funny at first, but now it's just like, okay, so this is life. This, they're just in a bubble. Yeah. I mean, um, Devin Booker was good, too, but... Damian Lord, just just on like another level. So, um, Rick, I'm gonna delete your comment because if you try to blame me for anything, I'm gonna I'm gonna get real upset, and I'm gonna remind you about your Carmelo Anthony comments. So, are we trying to separate you two? <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Anyway, yeah, the Blazers uh, take the court tomorrow. It's fun. It's gonna be good, and uh, I am excited to. I'm excited that there's basketball going on. I'm excited to see the Blazers play. You know, Me they're too. playing the Lakers. Like I said, they're favored. They're the number one seed for a reason. But I think the Blazers are going to give us some pretty fun games. And you never know what could happen. I'm it's excited. a weird so, year. There are games today, though, too? There are four games today, and there are four games tomorrow. Wow. All right. Yep. So NBA playoffs going on right now. <laughs> NHL playoffs also happening. But, uh, yeah, it'll be interesting to see what, see what goes on with it. So just putting that out there. Sports. Leave it there. That concludes this edition of Ball Talk. I have to say, I've never enjoyed sports more in my life than I am right now. 
I mean, this is what the pandemic sent to me. I like camping, and I'm enjoying sports. I, I I've turned sports. you into me. No, gross. Yes. No. You're turning into me. No, because it's fun to watch Have new you things to that are negative? happening. Because, no. Are you listening to Clutch? No. I'm just saying... What about Deftones? It is nice to be able to see something, because, you know, everyone's just watching the same things. I mean, they're still wonderful, like good shows on Netflix and Hulu and Prime, whatever. But to see something that's actually happening currently that's not the news and terrible shit... Yeah. And actually, like, seeing an, an activity. Any kind of distraction. Any kind of activity being done that's yep. not, you know, overwhelmingly negative. Well, and I will say amazing. for the NBA, they've done it very safe. They've had zero tests. They did it in a complete. Zero that's why it's positives. called the bubble. You said zero tests. Or zero, zero positives. Excuse me. Yeah. Thank you. Zero positives. They're tested all the time. Um, but it's in, a, you know, they've got their bubble there. And, and they are strict about it, too. They There were apparently some players that were trying to. Because you can have. There's extremely close family members, like to a certain level, can be allowed in if they're quarantined and if they follow all these things. And there were some players that were trying to, uh, some younger players, I guess, trying to get some people claiming they were family members in. And the NBA was like, "Yeah, these yeah, are, that's not happening. She's not your family member, dude." <laughs> so <laughs> there were, I mean, you know, hey, they tried, uh, but but yeah, the NBA is just not messing around. I would respect the hustle not during a pandemic, but maybe nice at the time, <laughs> like. <laughs> Yeah, so <laughs> there was they had to set one rule it had to be somebody who you've not spoken to exclusively over social media. Like, oh my like, god, that's ah, DM Twitter, man, we're close. <laughs> um, but that's just funny. That no, so it's, they've taken it pretty seriously. So that's good. Anyway, it's getting very hot in this room that yes, we're in right now. I, I do not have air conditioning, and um, you know that's. That's where we're at. So. Yeah. But uh, so as you might have noticed, today is Monday. We did not have a Rick Emerson, but he is going to be joining us this Wednesday. Yeah. So he'll be on the show on Wednesday. And thank you, everybody, for tuning in to Fun Employment Radio. I appreciate it greatly. And yes, I'm sorry if I sound like a camping snob. I'm not being a camping snob. I'm just trying to explain that's how it is. Maybe that explains the camping snob in your life. All right. Um, maybe everyone, maybe someone's lucky and they don't have a camping snob in their life. Maybe. Send us an email, funemploymentradio at gmail.com. <laughs> Give us a call, 503-575-9120. And I'm sorry for anyone who asks, like, if I knew where it was, I would tell you. But I don't know where it is. I know it's somewhere in Mount Hood Forest. <laughs> Up of, like, you take a right and then a left and then another left and then a right. And there's, like, gravel. And you're already wrong, so this is great. Okay, <laughs> so... <laughs> what would if I could. So, uh, yeah. Thank you. And uh, we'll be back tomorrow. We'll be back tomorrow with more fun employment radio. Dot, dot com. Good job, Greg. Oh my God. <laughs> Thanks, Dennis Quaid. Bye. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> You're so no.